Welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking, a podcast that explores the inside-out nature of life and how our thinking often gets us in trouble. This podcast is a collaboration between two transformative coaches, yours truly, Antti Vanhanen from Finland and Steve M. Nash from the UK. On this podcast, we take turns coaching each other on various topics and occasionally we'll discuss broader topics about being human. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Antti and Steve. Welcome to episode three of Episodes in Troubled Thinking. This week's episode, uh, the first minute or so, was uh, of very poor audio quality for whatever reason. So I'm doing this voiceover after the fact to fill you in on on what we discussed during the first minute, so that when we skip back, skip into the actual track uh, or the podcast, you'll have an idea of what we're actually talking about. So today's episode is about the inside-out understanding. Uh, also known as the three principles. So Steve and I will be having a very free-ranging conversation about what the inside-out understanding is because this is the understanding or approach from which Steve and I do all of our coaching and our work. And it's also the perspective through which, or the lens through which we see all of life and human experience. So with that said, um, let's get on with the episode and I hope you enjoy. So would you like me to talk about the three principles? What uh, I well, think if, 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 if you'd like to kind of give a little um, summary of the three principles, that that'd be great. But mm-hmm. you know, if if you if you feel rather um, I do it, that's fine too. So um, yeah, whichever way you want to do it, I'll give it a go. Awesome. The three principles, or or as I prefer to think of it, the inside-out understanding. Yes, three principles. The three principles of mind, consciousness, and thought are a description of the human experience, but probably how all life is experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, This description came from an insight by a man called Sidney Banks in the 1970s. Uh, he articulated it as the three principles and it got shared over the years. And so I'm kind of sharing what I've heard people say to me, but also what my own experience of it is. Um, so the principle mm. of mind is the source of everything. Yeah, I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Um... Because I found with my clients, I never really talk about what the three principles are because I just find that, you know, we just we just get more lost in our, our heads and we have more thinking, which is kind of the opposite direction what we want. So, um, I mean, you're free to do it if you want to, but I just thought that maybe you might agree with me that it might be a better direction to go if we just kind of talked about the inside on understanding and left the, what the three principles are, um, you know, for another time or for the listener to, to read up on themselves. Yes, yes. So, um, what would I what would I say then? What, 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 um, <laughs> I'm not sure what to what to talk about. Well, I think the the number one thing that I think um, we can agree on, and everybody everybody who's who's um, seen a glimpse of this truth, is that our what the inside understanding means is that our experience of life is is created by thought. It it comes from within. And so the opposite would be that it's created from the outside, that the the people and the events and the circumstances are what's causing how we feel. Uh, and it really looks that way because ultimately what we are is that we are people that have uh, feelings or creatures that have feelings. And we also have senses that allow us to sense the physical world. And so it's very natural that that we we combine the two and we think that they're linked but they're really not. They're, they're, our, our mind is what creates 100% of our experience, and this is what this understanding points to in my mind. Um, is there anything you want to add to that? No, not really. Great. I, I, it is interesting how sort of mulling over these words and the definitions sometimes can be useful and sometimes it's 
isn't useful. Yes. And I'm finding it not useful at the moment. Yes. I remember um, Michael Neal, he was once talking. I saw a video of him talking. And he was at some big three principles conference. And then um, somebody asked a question, uh, well, what are the three principles? And all these experts that have been teaching this for you know years or decades, they really seem to to struggle to come up with an answer. And and, and Michael Neal, what he he thought that well, this is kind of odd, isn't it? You know, like these people have been teaching this for years. The con- the, the you know conference is called the Three Principles Water Conference. So you know you'd think that that was the number one question that they'd be they'd be best prepared to answer. Um, but as as he put it, as his career has advanced and his understanding has deepened, he's realized that it's really hard to do it justice, what it is, because it's ultimately points to a formless truth. And, and every time we choose, whatever words we choose, it's a, it's a form. So, so in that moment, you, you feel that whatever, whatever words you choose, and I'm feeling this way right now, is that whatever words I choose to try to describe it, it's it's yeah. ultimately incredibly lacking. It's like trying to describe a feeling, you know, like what does love feel like or or whatever it is. I could spend an hour describing it, but I still wouldn't really grasp it. And I maybe that's the that's what makes this such a such a difficult and also fascinating exercise. Yes, it's very nicely put, Anthony. I think if I was going to say one other thing, I would mention the principle of consciousness, which is how I would mention it in the limited way that words have is awareness and there are changing awarenesses or maybe choices. You may have, um, there may be no choice or maybe an infinite amount of choice. Mm. You may be too close to see anything and it may have a huge perspective and we seem to go in and out of sort of deep and shallow consciousness. And this consciousness thing seems to change the nature of our experience. Mm. Sometimes, so we're in the same situation, and one moment we see it one way, another moment we see it a different way. And it's the same kind of experience, but somehow our way of seeing it has changed. And Mm. there's a consciousness seems to influence our experience of life. even in the sense of, um, you know, like, people that even aren't aware of the three principles would talk of being small-minded or being big. Mm. Smallness is kind of, uh, you just like, there's a sense of me, and big is like, it's, it's not important, this perspective. Yeah. So I just mentioned that. Mm. Rather as well. Yeah, that I like seems that, to yeah. Be in the mix of things. <clears throat> exactly. It's this uh, the sense of, of, of awareness and... And and uh, sometimes the way I think that how it how it intersects with with the principle of thought is that if we're not aware of something, you know, if we don't think about something, it's the same as if it didn't exist, as far as our reality is concerned. Yes. If I don't know that there is a snake underneath my desk, you know, as as far as my my experience of reality is that there is no snake. If I think that there's a snake under my desk, but there isn't one my experience will be as if there is a snake under the desk and 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 that's the and i think that's the that's the magic of 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 consciousness and thought that the combination that that we can have with the two that's very nice to put answer mm. yes. um I, I think this might be a good uh good place to transition into um talking about how how each of us discovered the the three principles and and, and how that was for you so um you discovered the principles, I think, quite a few years ago. Uh, certainly, well before, well before me. So, would you would you like to, you know, tell your tell your story and and you know, how did you find it and uh, what was the, the the big thing that you saw and and what had you seen before the principles that um, I suppose kind of made made more sense once once you'd seen the principles. I came across the three principles um, in 2012 via Michael Neal and um, a program that he was selling uh, recorded audio of a coaching weekend called Coaching from the Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Coaching from the Inside Out. Now, it just so happens, uh, that was in 2012, maybe sort of 10 or 15 years before then, I'd kind of, I wasn't 
a happy person. I was troubled in ways I didn't understand. Life wasn't easy for me. I worried. I was anxious. I was shy. I found relationships difficult, especially with women. And it's, it, when I was in my 20s, just life was difficult. Life was difficult. Other people seem to find it easier. When I was in my 30s, I, um, I, I, I came across self-help for the very first time, a book on positivity. And that kind of made me see myself for the first time. I kind of became aware of myself and I discovered that I was quite a negative person and that was actually quite surprising. Um, and so I kind of delved into self-help more and more and more and came across some spirituality books as well. And this self-help and spiritual spiritual teachings, it kind of helped. It did help, but it also didn't. I could kind of tell it wasn't helping as well. And there was various experts talking about these secrets or these, these other tips or strategies, and it all got very confusing. But I ended up creating my own self-help site called selfhelpcollective.com. Which, which I called a guru-free site. So I wanted it to be a site where everybody shared their wisdom and no one's wisdom was better than anybody else's. And it, it's from that that I kind of, I also discovered a quote by Galileo, which I've got on my screen. So I can, I can never remember this quote, but I have it here. And it goes like this. You can't teach anybody anything, only make them realize, realize the answers are already inside them. Mm. I like that. You can't, you can't teach anybody anything, only make them realize the answers are already inside them. I love this quote. It's from the 15th century, I think. A scientist, an astronomer, old wisdom. I couldn't, when I first came across that, kind of blew me away. Because I was always, somehow, everybody was sort of, there's an implication that it was outside. It's outside. It's this person, it's that person. So when I came across Michael Neal's Coaching from the Inside Out, I was really struck by the word inside or inside out. Mm. And that's what drew me in. And he, <clears throat> there was talk of the three principles in the program. And the, I did Living from the Inside Out and a few of those programs that he ran the next year. And we talked about the three principles. Well, every time the three principles came up, I was going, get rid of them. I'm not interested in them. I'm interested in the inside out. So, mm. so there's something about inside is what it matters to me. And, and I guess what kind of the difference it's made for me is it's just like my taking responsibility for my, my life, my experience of life. It's just it's my responsibility. And the expression inside out, my responsibility, I create my problems. The solutions to these problems come through me as well. This is just, this is my gig. And all of life seems to make sense to me completely in a way that before life was really, really confusing. And I would go to self-help or a spirituality book or somebody who seemed to know hmm. and I'd listen to them, but it wouldn't, it didn't make sense. They were just fixing things. Hmm. Now I, I understand how life works how through, there's a misunderstanding that it's outside in, and so people are sort of trying to fix the outside situations or people are related. They're trying to fix it just from a place of insecurity. I understand that's what they're doing. I understand that's what I'm doing. And I kind of, this, this understanding kind of returns me to me, to myself, and, and I enjoy being me more, uh, more playful and more fun. Uh, I think I am. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm more in the moment. Um, when I'm when I when I have difficulties, I know that I'm having difficulties. Mm. Whereas before, that person said this. Why why is this thing happening? And, you know, that's kind of my experience of this understanding. And there's no massive aha moments. There's lots of lots of small insights. Lots of seeing people and seeing how troubled they are and being able to listen to what's bothering them and mm. seeing how they're a person's as happy as the thoughts that they have in their head. Just kind of mm. seeing that. Mm. So That's I, beautiful. I, I see people in a much more loving, 
curious, fascinated with way. Hmm. I love hearing that. I think uh, what I said to you before we started this 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 podcast was that um, I just seem to enjoy talking with 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 people who who have this understanding and to see what was the moment when they saw it and what did they see and, and kind of how things changed. And, and I think it's such a wonderful conversation to have because it's ultimately a, it's a conversation about waking up to the, you know, how magnificent, magnificent life really is without any positive thinking in being involved. Indeed. Yeah. 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 Um, my, my story is uh, in some ways it's similar to yours, but I'd like to start in a little bit of a different place. Uh Kind of from a really young age, I've kind of understood that our, our thoughts are, you know, they're made up and, and, and words are made up and it's, it's, it's really, it's all an illusion. And, um, the, the result of this is that, you know, it's, it's, I've taken, I've, I've never really taken many th- things in my life very seriously that I see. And I, and I have a very, you could say, wacky or random sense of humor because, I just, I just like, you know, juxtaposing different ideas just for a reaction because I think it's just fun that you can just, you know, put two different words together or, or put some, um, the context upside down and then people go like, Oh my God, you can't do that. And it's like, of course you can. Uh, yeah. so, so that's always that I, that I've had. And in, in, in situations where I saw that it was how I thought about things that created my experience. It was very easy for me to kind of say like, well, you know, that's, that's just, I'm just making this up. It's, you know, it's actually not scary or, 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 you know, um, whatever. But what I didn't see, uh, prior to the principles was that if I already felt a certain way and I couldn't explain it by any conscious thought, you know, kind of like a mood or, or whatever it might be. Um, then I thought that that was telling me about the situation, right? I see. So, so for much of my life, I, you know, if something seemed difficult or uncomfortable, I just figured it was kind of wisdom's way of telling me that, you know, there must be another way or you're not meant to push through there or that kind of thing, which meant I started a lot of things, but I didn't really finish a lot of things, most things. Um, and, I, I felt that there was something something off there. So so like you, I kind of then jumped into into self help and and when you jump into self help, you know all the all the promises sound great. You know, do this this this. You know, there's these seven steps and you'll feel happy. Or do this one month program and and you'll be you'll be instantly confident and you can be confident at a you know flip of a switch and so forth. And when I when I quit my job at at Nokia, I that was kind of my idea that I'm going to figure this out. Because when I figure out how this works, then then I can help other people too. But where I looked after I after I quit was 100% in the outside. So I tried everything. I looked into um, meditation. I looked into mindfulness. I had a gratitude journal. I tried um, negative visualizations, uh, which is basically where you imagine the worst possible outcomes happening. As right. a way of kind of, you know, like you realizing that they're actually not that bad, that, that it's the, it's the fear of the unknown that's actually preventing us more than any really bad outcome. Um, I tried physical exercises, you know, cold showers in the morning, all that kind of stuff. But it all somehow felt, you know, fake. It didn't feel genuine. I tried to be super authentic and into it and, and, you know, doing the best of my ability, but I just felt like a fraud every single step of the way. And, and it just really didn't seem like anything was was truly. I wasn't, you know, really getting any breakthroughs. Sure, I had some positive effects while I was doing those things, but you know, like a week or two later after I stopped them, all the effects went away. So I was kind of like, okay, am I really supposed to now accumulate like an hour or an hour hour and a half worth of rituals every morning that I need to do to prime myself? And that just seemed like a terrible idea. It's like I don't have time for that. I don't want to do that. So I was kind of getting a little bit desperate and demoralized and um i was at that and i happened to be looking into the idea of of mental toughness you know in sports and and life in general and i was looking through books uh, on on amazon and i came across michael neal's the inside out revolution 
And I figured that was a book that kind of covered that kind of, uh, you know, topic. And so, right. so I ordered it. And well, you can imagine my, my mind was blown because all of a sudden here's this guy telling me things that I'd mostly known and had a couple of just innocent misunderstandings around one or two topics. And all of a sudden, everything that I had experienced and tried and failed and succeeded, it kind of just neatly fell into place. And uh, so that was about a year and a half ago. So it's, it, it has, it's not you know that long ago that that happened. And um, and here I am, and I, I I I couldn't be happier that I that I found this understanding and everything that he's done for me. Can you give us an illustration of what it has done for you? How is life different for you? Did you say? I to kind of um, kind of borrow something that you say a lot is that I think I'm I'm even more comfortable being me. Uh, I'm more uncomfortable not knowing how you know how things are how things are going to turn out um following my my own guidance giving it a go anyways um not stopping some just because you know i might be feeling insecure or or demotivated or something because uh on a deep level i've understood that my my thoughts and my feelings they're they're telling me nothing about so my feelings they're telling me nothing about my my project or my book or or the speech I'm about to give they're telling me only about the the quality of my thinking and so it's it simplified life so much i think you you've referred to life being life was so uh difficult and complicated before the principles yes. there were so many things that you had to learn and remember and apply at the right time it was it was terrible. This this feeling that I'm not good enough, and there's these there's these like thirty things I need to remember constantly to do it in the right sequence, or you know like I'm gonna come crashing down, and and now it's all as if you, I'm free from all that. I can I can trust my uh, how would I say like my own inner wisdom and my own ability to to deal with situations the best that I can, and usually goes pretty well. It's it's rather amazing for someone who always thought that the answer was outside to really find that. No, the answers really are inside. Yes, and I think that's one of the things that we maybe didn't speak about the inside understanding is that it's it, it really, once you kind of start to think about how you create your experience, it's a lovely pointing inwards. We have a tendency to look out always because we have this sort of outside in paradigm that mm. all of the world buys into. And this understanding just points you in the other direction inwards. Yes. Inwards to, to, to you, to, to the place that is that has everything it needs. Mm. Completely, yes. Um, well, um, well, maybe this is a, a like a good spot again to jump to the you know next kind of subtopic. Um, we already kind of talked about it already, but um, in your in your daily life now, uh, you know, what are some things that that you've noticed that happen kind of naturally for you that didn't happen before simply as a as a result of understanding where your experience is coming from well it's interesting because i i i know where my experience comes from and comes from inside me i but i'm not i'm not kind of thinking about that when i'm having interactions and it seems that that's kind of I'm aware of that, and now I sort of put it down, and then I get on and live my life. Mm. So, one thing I've noticed is just how I get on with other people so much better. I'm I'm more, I'm curious about people; they're curious about me. I'm smiling to strangers; they're smiling at me. I'm having these little interactions, these little human interactions, and they're just the little the magical episodes of the minute or an hour just these lovely little exchanges with other human beings that might have different values to me they might they might have different politics to me they, they might be we might disagree a lot of the time if we started talking about our thoughts but there's just this moment where you just engage with somebody and there's a stillness there's a there's a deeper quality of connection mm. um not, not always but just it's just I, people are, I find people a lot more fascinating than I ever used to mm. do. 
that that's one way. That's a small way that um, my life is so much better than it used to be. Um, I, yeah, I, does, I, does I, that, I, does I, that I, resonate with you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, exactly what you said. That becoming, I've also noticed that I've become so much more curious of of other people and how they're seeing the world and and what seems real to them, what seems important to them, what seems scary to them, uh, what stops them. And it's uh, it becomes fascinating to talk with them and, and, and share experiences, kind of compare notes. How are we doing? Uh, and, and what are you seeing? And another thing is that you said is um, I've noticed how, how innocent people are, even when they're acting badly, in some cases terribly. You know, they might be they might be abusive, they might be angry, they might be violent. And I just without trying, I see the innocence in them, that they really feel that in that moment what they're doing seems like a good idea. That it really seems like they have to do this or otherwise they can't be happy or they will feel even worse if they don't do this. Of course, if they took a moment and they thought about it, they'd realize that, you know, they're crazy. Like, or what they're doing is crazy. It doesn't make any sense. But that's just the power of thought that, that in that moment, it, when you, when, when your thoughts look real to you and it really looks like the outside world is causing your feelings, then, then it really doesn't make, it, it just seems logical that you have to do whatever it takes to, in order to feel a certain way. And so, so seeing that the innocence in people has allowed me to, uh, put aside differences and, um, you know, mend relationships with people that I maybe didn't didn't like or well, didn't think I liked, uh, yes. and and uh, even even just I think I told you some uh, like a month or two ago. I play football every Wednesday, and and there's this one guy there, oh, yes. um, and uh, you know he he he. You know, he comes there and, and, you know, he can tend that the outcome is very important to him. And even though we're just like a group of friends playing, he plays as if, you know, he's, he's, you know, it's, it's his happiness and all the success in the world is on the line. So he plays pretty dirty, which is, you know, sometimes I think that that's, that's uncalled for, uh, you know, yes. when it's just a bunch of friends playing. And so, you know, I've had a, you know, few altercations with him and, uh, and it was kind of hard to deal with them. And then, Maybe this was about a month, month and a half, two ago. I can't remember exactly, but I just had this feeling that, you know, I just, I just looked at him. I went over to talk to him, just, you know, chit chat. And I, as we're talking, I just looked at him and I really tried to see him. You know, who is he? Like the, the, the person inside behind all the thinking and all the behavior, like who's really there? And after a while, I, I kind of felt that I saw, I saw that. I saw the real person and and I felt that like a connection was formed between me and him because um, I was able to see past the thinking. And now this uh, this past Wednesday, so so two days ago, um, we're playing football, and 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 he's become actually like I've become one of the few people in the on, on, in the group that he really enjoys coming and hanging out with and talking when we have a break or after the game and so forth. And and it's been it's been fascinating that all I really needed to do was put aside my thinking. And, and see past my own prejudices and, and, and see also through the fact that, you know, he's just having an outside misunderstanding. And now all of a sudden we've connected as, as two human beings without me having to really try to do or, or manipulate any of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hear, you hear people in normal life who don't have an understanding of the, the three principles. They talk about somebody that might be difficult and then they'll say, oh, but that's just who he is or that's just who she is. So they, they kind of know that not to take it personally, that's just how they behave in a certain situation. And it sounds to me like you've kind of seen this person and mm. you, oh, that, that, that's what he does. I, I don't, I don't worry about that. You have to put that down. I see through that. Mm. See it. I see him. Yeah. So it's a lovely, it's a lovely gift to be able to give someone to, to not be fussed by their, crap basically yeah and i think another way to say it maybe is that you don't get stuck on on the on the concept of identity that you don't start saying like well that's who he is because that's not who he is because who he is 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 constantly evolving and changing and the only thing keeping who he is in place is is habitual thinking 
So just like with me, you know, I'm, you know, I can say like, well, this is auntie and auntie's an extrovert or he might be this and this. He's always competitive. And then, you know, so maybe sometimes I'm not. And, and it's okay because, you know, I don't, I don't have to try to live up to this, you know, uh, kind of almost made up thing called, called, uh, uh, an identity. So I'm free to be who I am. And I see that the other person is just the same. And, and whatever patterns that kind of repeat in, repeat in his behavior are just there because of his habitual thinking. That, that's all it is. Yeah. No, that's, that is very nicely put as well. Indeed. It's just, it's just a real, opportunity to to notice someone to, to see them more deeply to there's a space for listening that mm. wasn't there before for me I, I was too much thinking about how to sort of make this interaction this conversation go the way I think it ought to go yeah how, how do I get what I want or what I need or why what's what's important and that's the type of thinking is less in my mind than it used to be. Hmm. I mean, I am, I'm conscious that it sounds like everything's marvelous and everything's wonderful. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I was quite anxious and I still, still things, life still can trouble me. Relationships can still trouble me. I've, there are some relationships in my life that aren't healed in inverted commas at the moment. Hmm. Um, just life's just a lot better, a lot better. It makes sense. And then there's just the, the ups and downs, the ebb and flow that everyone experiences. And it's just, I'm more okay being with that than I used to be. Mm. I know that that's how it, that's how life is. It's like a, there's an inner weather system of my thoughts and feelings. And sometimes it's a sunny day and sometimes it's stormy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Oh. I think that's a, that's a wonderful way to put it and put it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it's so cool that you've, um, can I connected with that guy? That, that, that's you know just just by virtue of pausing. I yeah. just love that. Yeah, it's uh yeah. I guess that's one way to look at it. Kind of just uh, for that moment, I just I just I just pressed pause on my thinking, and I was just <laughs> well, who is this guy? And I just you know you, you know it's kind of like um, the metaphor that uh, if we're looking at a big tree, and I say that there's a can you see the bird in the tree? And you might look, I can't see it. You know, and, and that's what a lot of us do. You know, we kind of give ourselves like an arbitrary two seconds or five seconds or 10 seconds to look. And it's like, oh, we can't see it. You know, tell us where it is. You know, like, in other words, if I say that, can you not, if some one friend doesn't like another and, and I say like, well, what, can you not see like, like that there's something to like about him? He looks and is like, no, I yes. can't see it. Tell me what, what there is to like about him as, as yes. if that's going to help him see it. Right. <laughs> and, and all you can kind of do is like, well, you can kind of like look roughly in this direction. But but what it really comes down to is that you just need to look long enough and eventually you will see it. But to expect, you know, in your mind that, oh, I have to find see it instantly or, you know, within five seconds or whatever that time limit might be is, is a lot of times where, where we where we give up. And the answer is just a couple of steps away, maybe a couple of seconds away. Well, it's, it's funny you was he was using that sort of analogy because this understanding we need to look we need to keep looking inside or at this understanding of what it's pointing to mm -hmm. keep looking can you see it because as much as people can explain it and talk about it and use and describe the three principles and describe their experience my experience your experience you have to see it for yourself you have to taste it for yourself mm. that's that's when it has the deepest impact when you start when you notice you're behaving in a different way, or you, you, this person that used to irritate you, now they now they're just fun. Yeah, you know, a direct experience of it. This is one of those gigs that you have to directly experience. And people's words, a video, a podcast like this helps you helps you directly experience it. But you have to directly experience. Yes, it. exactly. All we can do is kind of like point to the you know the tree that you know in which there's a bird in there somewhere. He, but, it, but, it, but it's up to the to the listener or or the client to to look there long enough to find it for themselves. And you know, if if, if they don't want to do that, then you know, it's, it doesn't matter what we say. It's it's you know, everything's you know, like what well, we can we can talk here until the cows come home. But you know, it's not it's probably not going to make much of a difference. 
No, and you'll say that the, the bird's in the tree, so you, you know the bird's in the tree. Mm. We're, we're kind of pointing to wellness within. Yes. Innate wellness. And that's in every human being. Mm. However troubled they are, no matter what type of behavior they exhibit, it's always there. And I know that it's in me more than I used to do. And I also know when I'm looking at people, I see that more than I see their thinking. Yeah. Not always, but... I, I I return to there's wellness there, and this is how it shows up for them. And I may even judge how they do joy or how they do fun. Mm-hmm. That's just my thinking again. I, so I, I love that. This is a pointing to 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 inner inner wellness, innate wellness. Yeah. And we just have to keep on keep on pointing, and and maybe a way of pointing to it is for me to recognize it in myself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, before we wrap this up, uh, uh, one last topic I'd like to uh, discuss is that, you know, it doesn't matter how how long you've looked in this direction and, and, and how deep your grounding is, because occasionally we all get uh, lost in our thoughts and, and our thoughts look real and we forget that it's inside out. Um, and, you know, we our, our emotions just take us for a ride. You know, that happens all the time. It happens to you, happens to me, you know probably on a daily basis, certainly on a weekly basis. Um, yes. And it happens to every single coach, you know, who's been teaching this for, you know, you know, decades, happens to them too occasionally. So um, in your experience, uh, so what do you do when, when, when you notice that you become, you know, anxious or, or angry and, and uh, you know, it seems to be, it really looks like it's, it's the outside world, your circumstances, your, your bank balance or whatever it might be is causing it. Um, what do I do? I I guess I try to do nothing and to notice. I, I'm, I'm I'm kind of a fan of noticing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was a couple of weeks ago. I was very anxious and it's kind of had a tingly feeling in my arms and my my whole body and I could feel a lot of pressure in my head. And whenever I thought of my life situations, it felt it just felt really unpleasant and. Even being in the company of other people felt, I just didn't want to be there, basically. I didn't want to be with these people. I just felt, I want to be on my own. I just want to be away from everybody. Right. And I and I just I just had to notice it and allow myself to, to feel anxious and to not want to be with people and to maybe not be the best company because it was a leaving do, so I had to go. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's just, even if somebody might say, oh, you're a bit miserable today, or you should know better, or, oh, it's not doesn't seem to work in this three principles understanding. <laughs> you know, or, or there could be some sort of jibe or something. You just, I just have to allow it. I have, it's an off day, or, or it's not even an off day, it's like a, an ebb, ebb and flow contrast. Yeah. So my sort of, what I share with my clients and what I share with myself is, just notice, mm. just notice it and be with it, um, sit with it, enjoy it Yeah, as well as you can, ride it as well as you can. Absolutely, I like that, I like that. I, until um, it passes, until it passes. Yeah, I've, I've heard that, um, the saying that kind of jibes with what you're saying is that there's there's nothing to do, but there's always more to see. You, know, you can yeah. you can look at your situation deeper, and and if it doesn't, if it looks difficult or, or 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 scary or whatever it is, you need to look deeper because what you're what you're seeing in that moment, is is your thinking. It's a misunderstanding. It's it's outside in. And whenever we we look to to strategies, whether it's coping strategies or or mental tools, you know, we might be meditating or you know going for a walk in nature to clear our heads. Uh, those are all fine, but we need to understand that we don't actually need them. That that you know sometimes we don't have access. We can't we can't stop and meditate or go for a walk. You know, like we're about to give a big speech or something. And it doesn't matter how we feel. We can just go on there anyways, regardless of how we feel. And the less we think about it, the the more quickly and easily uh, our minds go from clutter to clarity again. The, the the thinking disappears. And I and I think it's it's so. It's so easy to say do nothing, and I think a lot of people have no idea what that means because it implies doing, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Don't do anything. Well, what does that mean? I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I'm feeling terrible. Well, what do you mean? So yeah. it's um, it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a mystery to a lot of people who 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 haven't maybe uh you know heard all the things that come before it. But yeah. to me, what it really means is that um, is that there's a difference between knowing and seeing. That I I always know that it's inside out. Right, that my experience is is coming from from is, is being generated from the inside out. I may not see it all the time. Sometimes it really look that it's outside in, but the fact that I know that it's inside out um, stops me from trying to apply coping strategies or mental tools, and and I can just kind of ride the wave, the ebb and the flow, like you say. And then you know sooner or later my mom, mind is going to clear up again. I'm going to feel fine. And that's kind of, that's that for me is 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 what it's all about. So, do you have a a, a recent example of uh, of you doing this, or even of you not doing this? Uh, yeah. Um, I gave a I gave a talk a couple of weeks ago. I know, probably closer to a month ago now. Um, to about uh, I think it was like 150 students uh, in the in the arts university in Helsinki. On the on the topic of creativity, and you know, I, I went to business school. I can't draw. I can't you know make music. I can't sing. Um, so you know, what, what what am I to tell them about creativity? I mean, there there are students who who apply this craft on a daily basis, who are being taught about it and all the creative strategies and, and the philosophies. And and for someone like me to go and talk to there, you know, it, it, you know, you know, for, in some moments, it seemed like, what am I doing? Why am I going to tell these people they should be giving a lecture to me, right? Yeah. And and so in, in, in those instances, uh, it really seemed that my insecurity was was coming from from this uh, this fact that they were art students and I was going to go talk to about creativity to them, even though I know not I'm, I'm not a creative person, you know, like in the um, productive sense. Yeah. And you know. So, so lots of thoughts kind of came up, and one was like, mm, "I should try to calm myself down, you know, and, you know, maybe I should go for a walk or something." And then I was like, "No, well, that that's that's stupid because I know that's not the that's not the cause." Um, another thought was that I should research top this topic better and really go to find the origin of creativity online and the whole what the Greek philosophers said about that, and you know, really go to the very origin so I know that at least, right? Yes. And and I did. But I didn't really end up using it, and it didn't really make uh, any difference. So instead, I just decided that no, I'm going to go and and I'm just going to to talk to them about what I know to be true uh, about things that I think are relevant for them. And you know, then I went out there and I basically talked about how we're all creators at all time. We're all creating our our experience of reality moment by moment. So, so we're all creators. And so creativity isn't actually some task that we can separate from other things that we do, but it's, it's, it's a thing that we're doing constantly and we're all masters at it. Yes. And so, so that's the place I, I, I spoke from. And I don't know if I would have, would have gotten there if, if, uh, you know, I started applying coping strategies and, and, and doing extra research and making copious notes. I probably would have given them a very academic, uh, talk in that sense. It's, I love what you said there because you spoke about what's true for you, and it probably summer it sums up why I haven't particularly enjoyed this our conversation <laughs> talking about the three principles because I kind of know about these three principles and I, I kind of see them and even though they're invisible, but I don't know about them as if they're true. I, I kind of know my experience and know inside out. So as soon as you start talking about the three principles, it feels like um, some kind of some kind of essay, some kind of guess, some kind of, well, they, they said this and they said that and I'm going to mingle them together. doesn't speak, sound like what's true. Yeah, what's uh, maybe, true. maybe, maybe the true is that it's, it's a very loaded word. Maybe we could use the word knowing more in the sense that, uh, you know, something is just the way it is. And if somebody gives you like an instance of, of evidence to the contrary, you might say, well, I don't know how to explain that. But I know that this, what I know is true. Do you know what I mean? It, it, well, maybe, yeah, maybe it's I that know, kind of a knowing, yeah. Well, I know when, when somebody says, oh, they made me angry, so mm. they made me angry, 
And I think about it for a few seconds and I think, well, you know, that's impossible, don't you? You know, because <laughs> I just know that is impossible. How yeah. can they make you angry? Do they have, do, do they have, have they got sort of manual sort of controls where they can sort of change what goes on inside your body? And, mm. you know, I, it's impossible. Yeah. So I, 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 and that I see as being true. And it comes from the three principles of understanding, but it, it, this is kind of, how it shows up for me, it's just, oh yeah, that, yeah, that's not possible. Yeah. Because it seems like it's possible. Mm. I have triggers, they trigger me. What well, all that sort of language. Mm. I, 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 thank you for your example, Nick. Um, that was that was really useful because I love the, <laughs> the ways that you were the little sort of strand that well, walk or uh, more research, and you kind of the thought came and you was able to sort of. All right, it's okay. I don't need to do that. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, yeah, you just kind of come back to yourself each time. Yeah, I, I spoke to um, a good friend of mine, a fellow coach in Finland. He's also a three principles coach, and uh, and he coaches mainly um, top athletes. And so he told me the story that you know there are some some you know top athletes, and they have all these rituals that things need to go exactly a certain way. You know, they're like superstitious and they have like rituals before the game. And one goalie apparently has this ritual that um, at a certain minute and second time in the, I think it was the first or second period, there's an apple in the dressing room and somebody needs, needs to take a bite out of it at that exact right time. And if that doesn't happen, somehow, you know, it will negatively impact his performance. Right, you know, wow. crazy, crazy, right? But But yes. there's all these things that, you know, some people think that, you know, they need to listen to a particular song before, um, you know, like a game or they need yeah. to have three hours time to prepare, you know, mentally for something or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but what what they found is that those athletes that have a lot of these 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 rituals to, to prime themselves, they usually don't tend to uh, be able to sustain their excellence for very long. Right, because there's always going to be situations where the conditions just don't allow whatever your ritual might be. Right? Yeah. Maybe you're maybe your boss from the airport had an accident, and you know you know you just show up at the rink. You don't have your apple. You know you don't have time to listen to your music or whatever it is. You just got to get out there and play. And yeah. and the athletes that do without any of these things, they they seem to be the ones that that are able to uh, play at a very high level year in and year out for a very long time. Uh, that, that's a study or something. No, this is a this thing. is just a um, from from their own experience and also from talking to to other coaches and and, and trainers that that they've kind yeah. of noticed that there's a pattern. You know, it's not a one for one that this is what always happens because we know yeah, that yeah. that's that's not how it works. But but you know, there's a correlation certainly. So they're sort of relying on their natural resilience in the moment versus these little sort of uh, superstitious rituals which which yeah outside sort of something outside of them basically yeah that they don't they don't need to feel a certain way in order to know that they can perform well so that there's this yeah it's like it's like two different types of confidence is that um it's the feeling of confidence in the moment and and then there's the confidence in your in your own innate abilities do you know what i mean that you can be feeling insecure in the moment before a big speech or before a big game, but but you still have confidence um, in your ability to do it. You know, there are two very different things, but ultimately the, the the deeper confidence that knowing that some deeper intelligence has your back, that is somehow yes. like when, when we learn to trust that, then everything becomes so much easier and smoother. That is very nicely put as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Have we have we co- covered most of what we needed to cover? Well, this was uh this was these were the topics that I that I had in mind. Do you have any um closing words or thoughts that you'd like to share on this topic? I I think we might do this again at some point. Hmm. I find it not so easy to talk about. It seems. Especially, it's, I don't have these types of conversations with clients. Um, mm. I that are often so. I have had a bit of uh, anxiety about the conversation, which has been interesting to mm. to bear with. To 
as I, as I've shared, and sometimes it's felt more useful than others. So uh, no, not really. Um, stay in the conversation. Yeah. Listen to yourself. Don't take your thinking too seriously. Tune in next time. So I think that's uh same same bad time, same bad channel. I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 thank you, Steve. I, I uh, really enjoyed this conversation and um, I hope it was useful for our listeners. And uh, we'll be back with a new episode next week on a, on a topic that will be determined right before the call. Well, thank you, Anthony. I've really enjoyed listening to how you see the three principles. Mm. So, what it means to you. So, I think you've been very articulate. So, thank you very much. Thank Please. you, Steve. Thank you for listening to Episodes in Troubled Thinking. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave an honest review on iTunes, because this will help other listeners discover us as well. We hope you have a great week, and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week.